living a victorious life. How many know uh, that, that God has given us all the things we need to live a victorious life as, as believers? Amen. How many know that Jesus defeated everything on the cross? All right. And uh, the problem is this, in our life, oftentimes without us knowing or, you know, different reasons, whatever the case, um, we allow oppression and we allow bondages to get, get on us. And those things can keep us from hearing the voice of God. Anybody ever had a time in your life where you've just struggled to hear the voice of the Lord? I have. And, and when I get to those moments, you know, as a pastor, uh, I really have to stop and I pray for discernment in those moments. So I pray that God would reveal to me what, what is going on because uh, oftentimes, you know, I know this about the enemy. The enemy's goal is to discourage and to, uh, to make us feel like God does not care about us. How many know that that is a lie? Because Scripture tells us, for God so, what, loved <laughs> God loved you, and so anytime that we feel like, hey, God doesn't care about us, God has left us, you know, that is the enemy beginning to speak to us. So I want to look at this bit of scripture today, and we're going to be in 2 Samuel uh, uh, chapter 23, verses 11 and 12, and I, I'm, I want to speak on this, this subject, and um, simple subject really, um, called stand your ground, it's worth fighting for. Everyone say, stand your ground. It's worth fighting for. All right. And, um, and so I, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. 2 Samuel, verse, verse 23, uh, or chapter 23, verse 11, it says this. Um, and I like this. And, and next to him was Shammah. Everyone say, Shammah. It's a good name for a dog if you have a dog, Shammah. The son of, you know, I, I, this name right here could be A.G. or it could be Aggie. And since uh, I graduated from uh, uh, the subsidy of Texas a and i I'm going to say Aggie to, to the hair right. All right. Go Aggies. Gig them. All right. And the, the, no one in IU up here is excited about Texas A&M. Sorry about your luck. All right. All right. The Philistines gathered together at Lehi where there was a plot of ground full of lentils. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, that's beans. All right, that's a fancy way to say beans. And the men fled from the Philistines. Uh, and verse 12 says this, but he took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and, and struck down the Philistines. And the Lord worked a great victory. And today I want to talk to you guys on this simple subject of stand your ground. It's worth fighting for. Will you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for your word. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just, uh, Lord, let your anointing be upon this service. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just cover every aspect of this service. God, I pray, Lord, that you would begin to uh, just uh, begin to move on hearts this morning, God, as I begin to speak. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd use me how you see fit. God, I ask, Lord, that we would leave here charged and changed forever, Lord, ready to take the ground, Lord, that you've given us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we prayed. Everybody said, amen. Stand your ground. Anybody ever had a moment where you had to stand your ground? Uh, I remember in fourth grade, I got in a fight 
and I had to stand my ground. You know why? Because someone, one of the kids in the class had been talking about me, and he called me a girl, and I was not having it. I stood my ground, and we got, we got in a fight, and I won that fight by the Lord's grace and mercy. And then I, after we got in this fight, you know what I did? I invited him to church, and he could not say no after that, and he came to church with me. A little, little side story there. So uh, that's, that is a true statement. That is a true statement. You know, he wasn't going to not go to church with me after I beat him up. You know, that's just the way it works, right? So you can't invite him, beat him up, bring him to church. I'm just joking. It's a joke. All right. But uh, Shammah, this, this guy here, his name, if you look up the meaning of his name, it means desolation or depression. Man, well, that's depressing right off the get-go. Shammah, right? When we hear that name, Shammah, well, if it doesn't get any worse, his dad, Aggie, uh, his name means this, fugitive. So his dad's name means fugitive. His name means desolation or depression. And then his dad is a Herite, which, was, which basically was a mountain dweller, or a fancy way to say he was a hillbilly, okay? Uh, Aggie was a hillbilly. And so, um, so if you put all that together, so Shammah, coming from his background, would have been a desolate, desperate man from a fugitive mountain dweller. That, I mean, you think about that. How many know that sometimes our past, you know, you know we, like to, we look at back at our past. But can I tell you something? God doesn't care about your past. He cares about where you're going, not where you've been. Amen? And I love this. In his story here, by all rights, he, should have been, he shouldn't have been there. And in this, in this bit of scripture here, David is about to die in 2 Samuel. He, and he's doing this thing. He's beginning to reflect back over his life. I've learned the older I get, the more I reflect. And the more reflecting you get, that's a, that is a sign that you're getting old. I've learned, all right? And uh, when I was young, I never reflected. I just went and went by the seat of my pants and all. And now, you know what? You, you might just see me staring at a gaze outside of a window, just reflecting on things, right? Because I'm getting old. But anyways, by all rights, David, here he is. He is reflecting about all these mighty men. And this, this, he's going through these. And he brings up three of them. I believe there was 30 or 37 of them in total. Matter of fact, one of these mighty men would have been Uriah the Hittite. How many remember who that guy was? That's Bathsheba's husband who David killed. I guess he just thought, well, I better put him in there because he's kind of important. Um, but anyway, uh, Shama, by all rights, shouldn't have been in this, in this group. But I love how God can take things that are broken and turn them around. Amen. How many know that God is a way maker? And Shama, by all, by all rights, name meaning depression, desolation, coming from a dad who is a, a fugitive, a mountain dweller, by all rights, shouldn't be able to stand. But, but he is mentioned here by David by his accomplishment. And let me tell you something. This is what I've learned. The Lord will do whatever he wants with whomever he wants, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I don't like them. doesn't matter. God will use whoever he wants to. Uh, I, and I love that. But uh, in this, he's looking. See, God is not looking for a perfect vessel. God is looking for a willing vessel. How many willing vessels are there in the house today? Amen. Say, hey, Lord, I'm right here. Use me. I'm not perfect, but, Lord, use me to accomplish whatever you have. And so that means no matter what your background is or what your past is, you have potential with the Lord. 
Did you hear what I said? No matter what your background is and what your past is, you have potential through the Lord. The God can do great things through you for the kingdom of God. All right? If you're with me, say, I'm with you, Pastor. And, and, and matter of fact, if this guy was, was to go through an interview process to get a job, he wouldn't make it past the first interview because, you know, he's got this history and things aren't looking so good. But I love this. He goes from Shamma to ShamWow in just a New York minute. How many know what ShamWow is? But wait, there's more. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Shamma, he goes from Shamma, from depression to ShamWow. And it's because God can use whomever he pleases. And, and I like this. Like Shamma, he was, he was in a physical battle. And here's the thing. Many of us on a day-to-day -day basis, maybe our battle is not a physical one, but we are in a spiritual battle each and every day. Did you know that? And you say, well, I don't know if, I, if that's me. You are in a spiritual battle every day. See, Shama in the physical, he went in a battle, and he fought a troop of Philistines. And I was trying to figure out what in the world is a troop of Philistines. And you know what? And I've got answers ranging from 50 guys all the way up to 600 guys. How many know it doesn't matter if it's 50 guys or 60 guys, that's a lot of people to fight at one time, right? And, and, and so, but here's the thing, we are in this spiritual battle. You may say, hey, I'm, I'm not in this spiritual battle. I just come to church. I just come here to get fed. I'm just trying to live my best life. But the truth is, listen to me, the truth is this, the devil is playing for keeps. Whether you realize it or you don't realize it. And God has not called us as believers and the people of God to roll over every time the enemy comes on with an onslaught and tries to attack us. Amen? All right. Everyone, everyone say, stand up. All right, good. I love this. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says this. It's, I, 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 it says this. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty to which Christ has made us free, and do not what? Be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Whom the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. So I want to talk to you today about standing your ground. And I want to look at this life of Shama, this little story. It's very, very small, but there's some powerful things that we can do spiritually. And here's the first one right here, number one, point number one, if you're a note taker, stand. Everyone say stand. Oh, I don't know about you, but uh, isn't it irritating when someone is standing in your way? When you're in the kitchen and you're trying to get to the refrigerator and your kids are standing right where you need to be and you want to put the milk up, but they're just standing there. And you're like, do you not see that I have this milk? Is that just me in my hand? Can you get out of my way? I need to put this up or I need to get in the fridge. I know I'm hangry. It's okay. It happens to me. But uh, uh, how many, when someone is blocking your way, here's a prime example. When you're stuck in traffic. Someone's blocking your way. It's frustrating, right? They're standing between you and your destiny. But can I tell you something? Our job as believers is to stand, but not only stand, but stand in a victorious posture. A victorious posture. 
I, I believe this with all my heart. I, verse 12, it says this, and, and, uh, talking about Shammah. And Shammah, he did this. He didn't, know, uh, 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 he didn't know how it was going to turn out, and, but he just stood in his little bean patch, his little pea patch. He stood there standing victorious. When the Philistines began to surround, look at this, verse 12 says this, but he took his stand in the midst of his plot. And I'm here to tell you today, listen to me, child of God, sometimes you have to take your stand. Amen? See, if we're going to live victorious life, we are going to have to learn to stand our ground. Why? Well, this is why, right here, 1 Peter 5.8 says this, and Peter's talking about the enemy, the devil. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. That's why we have to learn to be alert. We have to stand our ground. See, Satan is doing this. He is active in taking ground. And listen, if we are believers and we don't know what we're standing for, we'll give the devil an inch, and then we'll give the devil another inch, and then we'll give the devil another inch. But listen, God has called us to stand, amen? In, in other words, keep your head on a swivel is what Peter's saying, because the enemy will try to pounce when you are weak and least expect it, right? How many know that, man, it seems like the worst things happen when you're, when you're down, right? You, when you're down and out... Then all of a sudden, your car breaks down. And you're like, come on. Why is this happening? Or, or whatever the case. And, or the worst things seem to happen. See, thieves, this is what I know. And I'm not a thief. I'm not a professional thief. But I tell you what, some thieves are pretty dumb. If you look up dumbest thieves, you'll see some pretty dumb things. But thieves, you know what? They don't go to someone's house when someone's there. Matter of fact, if they, if they think that you're going to be there, they don't want to be there because they don't want to get caught. And that's the way that thieves work. But see, uh, in, in our lives, we have to understand that the devil is there and he is, he is watching us. And when we aren't paying attention, he wants to pounce. He wants to come in and he wants to steal, kill, and destroy is what John 10.10 says. Amen? I'll never forget one of the first times that I went deer hunting by myself. I mean, I went with my dad, but he let me get up in the tree stand by myself uh, with a gun, a loaded gun, at the age of I don't know how old. Uh, maybe, maybe it was two years ago. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it was, it was uh, I was young. I was an adolescent. I don't remember how old I was. But I remember I got up in the tree, and, and there I was. And it was, a, it was cold, and I was sitting there, and I just I was in this tree stand. And, and I was watching, and I, I get bored really fast. Anybody with me on that? I, I just do. I, I mean, my mind starts wandering. I can just sit there, and, you know, I can watch leaves move for a while, and then, you know, squirrels are jumping and all. But I just got bored really, really, really fast. And so while, while I'm sitting there, guess what happened? My eyes got a little bit heavy. My eyes begin to close. I just enjoy this nice little breeze on my face for a minute. I'll just close my eyes for a second. The next thing I know, I don't know how long I was asleep. The next thing I know, I hear this guy below me, sitting from down below, going, hey, sorry, you don't ever go to sleep in a tree stand. Because if you fall out, you can break your neck. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I missed that. I missed that one. Sorry about that. But here's what I know. Just like me in the tree stand, the enemy is looking at us. 
to be slumbered eyes. No, I'm tired. I'm weak. I don't know if I can go another. And, and as we sit there and as we're sitting there, we put ourselves in a, in a position to slumber. But this is what I know. If you are standing, it is hard to fall asleep. Now, some of you say, well, I'm a horse. Well, horses can stand, you know, and sleep. I can't do that, okay? That's not me. But most of us, when we're standing, it's hard to slumber off spiritually. And, when, and, and the enemy, listen, and some of us are wondering, why is the enemy hitting me from this side and that side? And in this story, the Philistines were out. They were outmaneuvering the Israelites here. They had them surrounded around this little bean patch. And the Israelites, and they're fighting, and they're fighting, and they're Shammah, and the Israelites are like, hey, we're out of here. We're going we're gonna to retract. We're going to give up this field. We're going to come back together. We'll come back at another time. But I love Shammah here. He's like, no, I am going to stand in this field and defend it. Amen? And so too many Christians are choosing to flee rather than to fight. Amen? See, some of you say, well, my pea patch isn't that important. It's, it's, you know, it's, and, and people say, and I'm sure the Israelites were telling, telling Shammah that day, hey, listen, it's just a pea patch. It's just beans. Don't worry about it. But I love, I love Shammah's, Shammah there. He's, he's saying, no, 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 this is important. See, our pea patch, some of you, some of you are struggling with the battle. The enemy's got you surrounded, and, and you don't know what to do. But some of you need to stand in place of the pea patch, which is called your mind, and say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take every thought captivity. I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in anxiety. I'm not going to do these things. I'm not going to make things as if they were and, and make imaginary things. Some of you need to stand in the pea patch of your marriage and say, you know what, devil? You can't have my marriage. I'm going to stand and God is going to bring, uh, bring us back together. Some of you need to stand in the pea patch of your family. Some of your kids have run off and some of them, some of your family members, listen, you need to stand and say, devil, you can't have my kids. Amen. Some of you need to stand in the pea patch called your church. The devil would want to come into this house and cause disunity cause bickering and cause people to fight over things. Can I tell you something? That is the work of the enemy. Listen, you got to stand your ground and say, God, not in this house. We're going to be a house of unity, Lord. We are going to be together seeking you, loving you, serving you, doing what we can to further the kingdom of God. If you're with me, say amen. See, when others say, hey, let's go, let's regroup, take the next battle, you know what? We have to be willing to say, no way, not doing it. See, the enemy, he's inching advancing but we as believers we've got this mentality uh, and we've determined to say hey I don't I don't care I'm I, I'm tired at this point I, I'm I'm tired of fighting here I don't know what to do everything looks terrible I, I'm just going to give up uh, I'm just going to give up in this battle of mine I'm going to give up on my mar I'm going to give up on my family and see the enemy wants nothing else but to see you in defeat and despair but look at this I, I love this look at this in Ephesians 6 chapter 10 Paul would reiterate something here uh, that I think goes along great with this story. In Ephesians chapter 6, 10, this is the, the chapter where it talks about the armor of God. I love this. This is Paul's ending, ending statement basically in this, in this book to the Ephesians. He's saying this. Finally what? Be what? Be what? Oh, stop being a mamby-pamsy Christian. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. It doesn't matter if you're strong. 
you are connected to the one who is strong. Amen. Verse, verse 11 says this, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Listen, God has given you everything you need to stand in your pea patch and defend it. Amen. Look at this. Verse, verse 12 says this, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil and Heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all, what? To what? To stand firm. Can I tell you this? I, 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 I love this because um, uh, honestly, how many, I, I'll just say it. The devil is a bully. He is. The devil is a big bully. He is a big bully. He's trying to intimidate you. He's trying to tell you that you won't amount to anything. He's trying to tell you that God doesn't have a purpose for you, that God's calling on you is not important. He's trying to discourage you in your mind and your walk with God. He's trying to cause fear to paralyze us, to keep us from doing things. He's trying to destroy your marriage. He's trying to, to make you give up on your kids. It reminds me of the movie The Christmas Story. How many know that story, The Christmas Story? Little Ralphie and his little BB gun. And you remember what happens with Ralphie every day when he goes from home from school that bully chases him home but finally in that story Ralphie's had enough right and he takes care of the bully listen God has given us everything we need to defeat the enemy amen and the armor of God listen to me the armor of God was made and designed to be used while you're standing not sitting Matter of fact, if you're sitting with the armor of God, you're going to have a hard time getting up and trying to, trying to get into position. See, here's the thing. I, I thought about this. We stand for what is right, right? Right? When, when, we, when we, we draw the line, we stand for what is, I am standing for what is, we never say, oh, we sit for what is right. Or we lay down, we lay down, and we just roll over for what is right. You don't hear that. No, we're standing for something. I love this because uh, it's it, the 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 uh, armor of God is for withstanding the attacks of the devil. Let me give you those real fast. Six things right here. Uh, actually, seven things. Number one, the belt of truth. The belt of truth, and, and and upon the belt of truth, when you have the belt of truth, every other piece of armor on that in that armor rest on the truth. The truth of God. How many knows when God says it, it is the truth. Amen. It doesn't matter what man says. It only matters what God says. Amen. The truth. So look at look at this. Number two, the breastplate of righteousness. What is righteousness? Being acceptable to the Lord. Living right. Doing what's right. That will protect your heart. Amen. I love this. Here's number number three. Uh, the feet shod with the gospel of peace. Our feet should be taking the gospel everywhere. Look at this. Number four. The shield of faith. To extinguish uh, the darts of the enemy. When the enemy throws something at us, when we have the shield of faith, we can say, ah, not today, devil. Not going to steal my joy today. Not going to happen. Here's, here's the next one. The helmet of salvation. Listen, to protect my mind. Amen. Here's the next one. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. And I love this one because 
I'm going to jump ahead. This is the only part of this armor that is offensive. The rest of it is defensive, but this is an offensive thing that God has given us. Uh, God has given us. And here's the number seven. This is one, if you read on into the next verse, in verse 18, it says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to the end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints. So praying, you know, it may not say that specifically in the armor of God, but there is another weapon that we have, and that is praying to the Lord. Amen. And praying in the spirit. See, when I wear the armor of God properly and I pray in the spirit and I stand with the word of God and I'm alert, I can stand in my little bean patch and I can say, devil, throw what at me what you may, but I am not going anywhere because God has ordained me for this moment and I'm going to stand for my kids. I'm going to stand for my marriage. I'm going to stand for my church. Amen. Everyone say stand. Ah. When you've, when you've done all you know how to do, stand. All right, number two right here, push back. Everyone say push back. Next part of this verse says, and uh, about Shammah, it says, and defended it and struck down the Philistine. So second thing Shammah did after, after standing was this. He pushes back. He fought back. He punched the enemy in the nose is what he did. He, when he stood there, he drew a line in the stand. But when they came toward him, guess what? Time to fight. Time to go on the offensive here. I, I, I love this. Uh, see, we have to use what the Lord has given us. And I talked about that. And Paul in Ephesians 6 would go on to say this. I love this. And Paul 6, uh, Ephesians 6, 12 says this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the, the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So first off, hey, if we're going to fight the enemy, first off, we have to know what the enemy is and who the enemy is. Amen? See, we're in this spiritual war, and we're, we're talking about fighting a war spiritually here, and listen, my enemy is not flesh and blood. What does that mean? Stand up, Marcus. That means that if Marcus is mean to me and starts making fun of me, My enemy is not this man, but it may be a spirit working within him. See, some of us think that our enemy is the, you can sit down. Some of us think that our, that our enemy is the person that doesn't agree with us politically. But the Bible tells me that my enemy is not a person, but a spirit. And listen, as believers, sometimes, listen, sometimes we get this all messed up and all working, and we think that our enemy is a person, but sometimes there's a spirit within a person that is working out, and the devil is using that person. Let me give you a good example. All right. Oh, man, check this out. Uh, uh, you know, here's the thing. Uh, sometimes I have, to, I have to understand this. Sometimes I'm not fighting against my wife. She's not fighting against me. But sometimes there's a spirit that rises up within me. And sometimes I say things that I should not say. 
Amen? And my enemy is not my, my friends, and my enemy is not my boss. It's not people that we're fighting. It's spirits. Paul, he goes on to further illustrate this, and he says this. He's talking about demons and spirits. He's talking about roars or principalities. These are demonic forces, and he gives these ranking here, four, four sets of demons, and I, I don't really have time to break all those down, but the first one is it, it, a little bit. I'll break up just quickly here. Rulers, number one, is, is this, the principalities. These are, these are people that rule over uh, or demons that rule over areas and matter of fact in in daniel 10 this this story where where daniel is fasting and he's praying and he's he's asking god for an answer and he doesn't get his answer for 21 days it isn't you know the angel comes back to him he says sorry i would have been here but when i went to 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 take your prayers to the lord listen the angel of persia the prince of persia attacked me and i was in a long battle and finally michael the archangel came down and and put a stomp on that guy and i was able to get to the lord and now i'm giving you your answer these are things there have you ever been to an area that has been oppressed anybody uh, know what i'm talking about maybe maybe you know an area where there's a lot of drugs and there's a lot of addicts and there's an area that is influenced by by these and maybe you know an area that there's lots of evil maybe you know an area where sickness reigns and in this the prince of persia matter of fact Hey, if you want a real good example, the Prince of Persia is actually the area would be called Iran. How many know that there's something evil going on in Iran? Spirit that is over that area. Listen, we have to we have to do this. I I had the chance one time when we lived in Texas. Uh, we were going to Waco one night, and I was driving to Waco. Everyone in the car fell asleep, and it was like a 50-mile drive. And I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I, I was a young kid when this happened, but I'm going to drive to the Branch Davidian place, and I want to see it for my eyes. Because I remember seeing it as a kid. Anybody remember watching that as a kid? You're, if you are, you're as old as me. All right. And I remember, and so I went to that place, and I'll never forget when I pulled into that place. And that, you know, I mean, I could see the uh, where where they filmed stuff and everything. And I was there, and I was just like, man, this place feels weird. I had a check in my spirit when I was there. And sometimes when we go into places and you have those checks in your spirit. You have to say, hey, you know what, I, 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 am, I am stepping away. Not that this thing has authority over me, but listen, I, I'm stepping away. Here's another one, against authorities. Everyone say authorities. Powers of authority speak of demonic forces that keep people in bondage. They rule in bondage. Let me give you some examples here. Are you ready for this? Now, how about this? How many know that sometimes drugs are powerful? Meth. Uh, you know, coming from California, man, we, we had a, a meth issue like none other in California. I mean, it was just everywhere. And I saw so many people's lives that were broken. And it was, it was this authority that was there. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's lust. Maybe, maybe it's depression. Maybe it's, maybe it's suicide rates. There's, there's number two, authorities. Number three, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness. Rulers of darkness speaks of demonic forces that oversee leaders in a given society. Woo, I'll just leave that one alone right there, all right? All right, here's the next one. Against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places, those are in high, lofty organizations or group who tell you that they are enlightened and they have the new truth and you don't know anything, right? Well, we're not dealing with that on today, are we? But, and they say things like this. Truth is relative to your feelings. How many know that that's a lie? Truth is the truth. The, uh, see, and, and, and Paul is saying this. People aren't the enemy. Those things are the enemy. You got to know who your enemy is if you're going to fight in the battle. So I got I got news for you. The devil uh, sometimes he uses people 
He uses people, all right? Not that, not that people are bad, but sometimes the devil uses I'll give you a good example. On Matthew 16, Jesus is predicting his death there to his disciples, his 12 disciples, and he's telling them this. And he says, uh, and, and he, he says, you know, I'm going to die. And Peter says this thing to him. He says, Lord, that will never happen. But check this out. And what did Jesus say to him in, in Matthew 16, 23? He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on things of God, but on the things of man. Now, Peter, one of the inner three was Jesus. Listen. And that moment, he had a moment of weakness. He, his intentions were good. Everything was good. God, I want to defend you. Lord, Jesus, I want to protect you. I don't want you to die. But Jesus understood something. My father has a plan, and I don't need your temptation to get me from going to the cross because that's what my father wants. And that's why he looks at him and says, get behind me, Satan. He's talking to the thing that was coming out of Peter. See, Peter, that spirit working in you is trying to stop the Father's will. You're being a stumbling block to me. And I've seen it. I've seen it. Well-meaning people like Peter trying to say the right thing, but not being sensitive to what God is doing and being discerning to what God is doing. And I've seen them used in, in ways that sometimes you're just like, man, what in the world is going on? See, that's why every day we should pray, Lord, help me. Help my words to be the right words. God, help me to be discerning. God, help me not to lead someone into temptation. God, help me to be the best that I can be. Amen? Verse 13 says this, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to what? Withstand the evil day and having done all, stand firm. Since we know that our enemy, who our enemy is, therefore, we are to put on the armor of God. And the reason we do that is so that we can withstand. Stand. You know what withstand means? Resist. It means to fight. It means, listen, you're in my space, and you are not going to have an easy fight here. Paul, uh, Paul says resist the devil, and James says it like this in James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, and what? Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How do I push back? You know, the thing about bullies is this. Bullies will yak, 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 yak. But most of the time, when you stand up to a bully, guess what? They cowered back down. Not all the time. Some of you may have made some mistakes and thought that somebody wasn't a bully and made that mistake. But, uh, but how do I push back? How do I resist? Use the only offensive weapon in the armor of God. Listen, Jesus gives us the best example, the sword of the spirit. Jesus gives the best example when he is, he is taken out and he is in the desert. The Holy Spirit led him out to the desert and he is fasting and he is praying out there and he is seeking God. Listen, he is out there and the devil comes and tempts him. How many knows that when you're hungry and when you're fasting, that's when the devil's going to come in and be like, hey, whoo. I know you're a little bit weak. I know you want to quit here. Uh, I'm going to come. And the devil comes out to where Jesus is, and he says, hey, Jesus, I know you're hungry. Uh, but listen, if you are God, hey, if you're God, turn these stones into bread and you can eat. And I love Jesus' response here. He says this, it is written. It is in this book. 
man shall not live by bread alone. And then the enemy comes in, Satan comes in with another attack, and he takes him up to the highest point in the temple, and he says this, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, because the scripture says this, if you throw yourself down, that angels won't let you hurt your feet, and they will protect you. And listen, I love Jesus' response to the devil. He says, it is written, uh, do not put the Lord to the test, amen? And then, then, then Satan goes, okay, I'll take you to the highest mountain in the world. And he takes him up there, and he's showing him all the kingdoms. And he says, if you bow to me, I'll give you these kingdoms of this world. And Jesus, he says this. I love the verbiage here. If you look this up in Matthew, he says, away from me, Satan. That's the first thing he says. Away from me. Get away from me. And he says this. For it is written, worship the Lord God and worship him only. And look at this. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 11, it says this. After that encounter, Jesus three times tempted, three times uses the word of God to throw off the enemy. Matthew 4, 11 says this. Can you put that up there? Then the devil, what? Then the devil, oh, you don't have to be the devil's punk. You have the word of God, and you can go forth in power and offensively and say, devil, you're not going to get my mind today. I'm going to put my mind on Jesus. What are you saying, TJ? Hey, if we're going to resist the enemy, we're going to hide the word of God in our hearts. We're going to have to pray with fervency. We're going to have to use the shield of faith to knock down the fiery darts that he throws our way. Here's number three, yield. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Everyone say, yield. And the Lord, hmm says this, next little bit of scripture says this, and the Lord worked a great victory. After Shammah stood in his pew patch and he resisted the enemy and he fought with resistance and withstood the enemy. Listen, here's the, here's the last thing he did. He yielded. He yielded to God. See, my tendency and your tendency is this. To run and jump ship when it gets hard. Man, I don't, this is tough. I, I, I just, I feel like retreating. I feel like going back. I, I feel like I can't get, get stride. Not Shamma. I, I love this guy. He, he wasn't interested in yielding to others' will. He, was, he, he wasn't interested to yielding to the fear of the Philistines surrounding. He wasn't interested in that. He's just, hey, I want to yield to what God God's will is. See, I can see him quoting this in Joshua 1.9. I can see him going back to what God told Joshua. And I love this, what God told Joshua and the children of Israel is that they're about to go into the promised land. And he says this, have I not commanded you, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I could see him out there in that field saying, this is my bean patch. This is our bean patch. This is not for you guys. This is God's. And, and, I, I, and the scripture doesn't say it was his bean patch, but, but this patch was not the Philistines. Listen to me. It was Israel's. It was the king's. And it didn't matter if it was his or not. I love Shammah because he's like, you know what? This is God's. This is worth fighting for. Listen to me, moms and dads, people of this church. Maybe there are kids, maybe there are youth 
who need you to stand in the gap and, and say, this isn't my kid, but this is God's. And I'm going to pray for this kid, and I'm going to ask God to help them, and I'm going to ask God to deliver them. I'm going to ask God to free them. So I wonder if we yielded our will and said, God, this is yours. This is yours. And let me tell you something. It is worth fighting for. Listen to me. <laughs> Your marriage, I don't know who you are. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Some of you are on the brink of, of quitting. You put your feet in the ground. You throw your hands up and say, not today, devil. I know things may not be perfect, but I, I am not quitting. I am not giving up. Some of you need to put that hedge of protection around your Devil, don't even come in here where my kids are. Some of you need to speak this in peace over your mind. You can't have my mind. You can't steal my hope. You can't steal my calling. You can't steal my purpose. Can I tell you something? You're, freedom from the, you're free from the bondage of sin. And, and when I stand with the armor of God, when I resist the sword of the Spirit and the Word of God, praying in the Spirit, and I yield it and I put it into His hands, God begins to do the miraculous. See, I love this because that, that verse that I read said that He'd be there with you. Have I not commanded you? And I'll go with you. Here's what I know. I can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. You know why? The devil's stronger than you by yourself. The devil's smarter than you by yourself. But when you link up with the Lord, you are an overcomer. You have authority over the enemy. Listen, some of you have walked in, in, in bondages in your life, and I believe today is the day that you're going to be free, all right? Will you bow your heads with me all across this building? Shamma was victorious that day because God worked a great victory in his situation. Hear me out. Your pea patch is worth fighting for. When others are running, you stand. Push back when the enemy comes in. Resist the devil. Use the word of God and begin to pray. Say, not today, devil. Yield to God. God will get the victory. Amen. If you're here today and you say, hey, pastor, I've, I'm going through something and I, I just need God to move on my behalf. I haven't done a very good job of standing. I've made some mistakes. Listen, you may, you may feel like that your name is desolation and depression. You may feel like you come from the worst of the worst. Can I tell you, God can turn your situation around. All he's looking for is a yielded soul. If you're here and you say, hey, pastor, I need prayer in, in my life. No one looking around. Would you just lift your hand and say, will you pray with me, pastor? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hands going up everywhere. Lord, that you would 
sing your anointing, God, over those that raise their hand today. Will you stand with me all across this building? God, we surrender to you, Lord, and to your will. God, I come against everything that the enemy would say today to cause division, to cause confusion, to cause whatever issues. God, I, I come against it right now in the name of Jesus. And I say, Lord, help us to stand. God, when others are running, God, help us to stand for our families. God, help us to stand for our marriages. God, help us to stand for our church. God, help us to stand for our minds. God, give us strength, Lord, to resist the devil. God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring to remembrance the things that we've read in the scripture. Lord, that you would hide it in our hearts, Lord, that when the enemy would come in and say, hey, you're worthless. You're not worth anything, that we would be reminded, Lord, that your word says that, that we are the head and not the tail. Lord, that you've called us with the purpose, Lord, that you love us. Lord, that you came to give us life and life more abundantly. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But, Lord, you came to give us life and life more abundantly. Today, Lord, God, we yield our field to you. God, we stand and your word, we stand with, with, with the armor of God today. Lord, we resist the devil. God, and we say we're going to know the word, Lord, and we're going to pray with a fervency, Lord, like we never have. God, and I just declare today, Lord, things that have held people bound be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy's back is broken. And God, I say, Lord, give us strength to stand. God, when we don't know what else to do, God, give us strength to stand. God, we worship you, Lord. We honor you. God, we give you the praise. We worship you, Jesus. Come on, can you stretch your hands towards heaven today? Just begin to love on him.